Welcome to Power Work Crit, everybody. My name is Corn, and I will be your dungeon master today. With me are four gorgeous players. They are Kayla, and I'm playing Irithel Boreal. So very kind of you to say so, Corin. I am Andra, and I am playing Gabriella, who's feeling quite gorgeous today. I'm Ashlyn, and I'm playing Izzy Welkenmov. And I'm David, and I'm playing Mickey Shursave, who is, of course, strokes his fur the most gorgeous. Debatable. Mm -hmm. It all depends on your point of view. <laughs> True. Jaden's prettier, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't think your pet counts. <laughs> First of all, pets always count. Second of all, Jaden is not a pet. <laughs> Mickey is yet to meet him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, last time on Power Word Crit, you made up the river, got attacked, and uh, Iritho went down. She got flung out of the boat and landed on land. Very, very close call. It's a good thing that going down is such a common occurrence in D&D. And you can just get right back up again. Like Daisy. Yeah, if you roll like a natural 20, yes, on your death save. Otherwise, it's a little longer. Or, you know, just have someone shove a, um, well, wait. Oh, no, no the hazelnut, got, yes. uh, Well, the hazelnut came in after we got some healing, healing back up. I went ahead and took care of that. So. <laughs> yeah, thank you to our bard warlock. <laughs> <laughs> A support. Borlock. Bardlock? Borlock. She's an enchantress in any in any case. <laughs> Are you a ward or a bardlock? Uh, four <laughs> levels of bard and two levels of warlock. Bardlock. But enchantress. Mm-hmm. Or you can just call it a block. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it's safe to say that you guys were rattled. <laughs> yes. As you went to sleep. Long rest, long rest. Yes. So, you guys get a long rest. <laughs> and it is now the morning. Everything turned out all right. Shifts were had. You're all good. And you are ready to make your way to wherever you're going. By the way, you have three tasks kind of going on here. You've got the amulet that you want Grandma Grey Willow to look at. Granny Grey Willow certainly knows a lot of arcane things, so she would be a good resource for that. Mm -hmm. Second is that you've got 500 pounds of candied strawberry jellyfish which may or may not be poisonous, that needs to go to someone in the Court of Leaves. I believe her name was Agrija. Yes. And you also have a task from Irithel's brother's company to slay a beast that's near the poison pond. Yep. As you guys are journeying down this river, if you're looking at the map, the first thing that you will come across will be Grandma Grey Willow. The poison pond is to the east of her if you're walking from her house. It takes about three or four hour walk because of the difficult terrain, but it's really only like a mile or two away from her house. And the Court of Leaves is on the other side of the river. So it's on the west side of the river. So quick question of clarification. When you said Irithel's brother's company, does he own the company? Or is, is it just the company that he works for? He founded it. Okay. For DM purposes, where do you guys want to start first? It seems like a, a good idea to go ahead and stop by Granny Grey Willows. It's a good base of operations for the moment. She will likely have some information, being a resident of the area, to know about any strange creatures that have been going around. So we might be able to ask her information about that before we head off towards the Poison Pond. And once our business there is concluded with said creature, we can head out to the Court of Leaves and drop off her cargo. And maybe find some supplies and such things for Izzy's line of business. Yay. All right. The next morning, Gabriella, you sing your beautiful Awake, song. Awake, my friend, and seize the tide. The stars, they bid us go and glide. And the boat is underway. It will take about nine hours to get there. So we, we are off and on our way. A few hours pass by, and Gabriella, you start to get the feeling that you're being watched. Again. The trees are starting to change. They look a little bit more lively than normal. All of you kind of feel a buzz in the air. Gabriella, you know this very well as you're getting closer to some fey magic. And you do know that there is a stop point coming up soon. I will be walking around the deck as perhaps Otis is on the helm. And I'll go around and tell people. So likely we will be coming up on a checkpoint. The people at the Court of Leaves are a bit picky about who comes in and out. And there will be guards of a sort 
Uh, have you ever met any sprites? Um, no. Well, they're a pretty forthright people, so it's best to be honest with them as you, as you can. They tend to get a bit uppity and angry if you try and push anything over on them. Izzy gives a glance towards Mickey. Mickey is currently standing upside down, juggling one of those rock-hard peaches on his with his feet. Turns back to Gabriella. No issue for me. Yeah, I didn't think so. I was just letting you all know that it's likely that we will encounter them soon if they aren't already here. So what do we need to beware about them exactly? They're so they're rude. forthright? They're don't, rude? Don't oh. lie? Pretty much. Wait, which one? There's too many information going around. <laughs> <laughs> if we're lucky, we might encounter uh, somebody I know. I've been up this way many times, and so we might be able to see one of my friends, and that might move us along a little bit easier, too. And if we're not so lucky, we might meet someone who doesn't like you? Some of his other friends. Who could possibly not like Gabriella? There might be a little bit of irony in that tone. Maybe an ex-boyfriend or two? I don't know. Oh, that's true. That's just a guess. I couldn't possibly imagine who wouldn't like me. Gabriella looks longingly in the distance. <laughs> no. <laughs> longingly no. for the one who doesn't like her? Wait, what? Yeah, I was thinking staring off to the distance with a long stare. Thousand yard stare. That's what I was oh, thinking of. Oh, uh, thousand that, yard stare. Much <laughs> different tone. Very <laughs> different tone. So as you guys are discussing this, from the port side of the boat, you hear a voice say, Gabrielle, you have a boyfriend? Not anymore. I dumped him overboard like a rotten pile of fish that he was. Good. And from the edge of the boat, you see an invisible creature reappears, and you see a tiny blue sprite. Are we related? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Distantly. Think of like a generic fairy that you have in your brain. Make it blue and give it like jaggedy hair. Okay. It's also holding a longsword. How large is this fairy? Is this like hand size? Yeah, it's hand size, and it's got a long, well, a long sword for them. Yeah. Okay. Proportionally. <laughs> Proportional. I was gonna be like, this sword is like five times its size. More than that, probably. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that would be really funny. Do you want that to happen? No. No. Somebody might. <laughs> we might encounter a sprite who's just got a really big sword. Yeah. <laughs> has to have a strength of twenty. Yeah. So this one uh, has white marks under its eyes and it looks like where the eyebrow should be there's like little dots. Gabriella you know that these kind of glow in the dark. They're kind of cool little tattoos. It's a punk pixie. <laughs> so they're basically like the pixie forms of the Avatar people from James Cameron Cameron's <laughs> Avatar. Sure. A little bit of inspiration there maybe. Well, maybe. Maybe yeah. Yeah we'll go with that. She casually looks over at Gabriella. It's been a while. You haven't written. But I've got a letter right here Daniel. And I pull one out and here it is. She snatches it away. Great! There's not many people going up and down the river besides me and a handful of others, so who would I who would I have given it to? <sighs> True. It has been kind of boring recently. Anyway, who are your friends? These are some of my compatriots, and we're on an errand off to see my grandmother. I gesture, and this is Izzy. Hi. And that one over there is Mickey. Mickey has already taken the opportunity to disappear. <laughs> okay, do a high check. I gesture over at where Mickey was last time yeah, I saw doing him. Doing handstands. <laughs> 25. Okay. Camera pans and there's an empty screen. <laughs> Are they also invisible? Um, Not usually, but he's very good at hiding. I feel like Mickey is like the antisocial cat the moment somebody is there, they just like disappear. <laughs> and this here is Irithel. Good morning. Morning. You know the drill. Passcode, token, got any contraband? Please tell me you have contraband. I would love to arrest someone today. <laughs> it's been so boring. Oh, I wish I did, but I don't. Not today. Oh, bummer. What I've got is... Would you believe someone has decided to candy strawberry jellyfish? No way! Who's that? I don't know who's doing it, but Egregia wants it. Ugh, Egregia? I should have guessed. Of course it would be Egregia. And she rolls her eyes. Miriam peeks out of my bag and sees Barry, and all of a sudden I see her little hands as they're trying to mold her hair up into spikes. (laughs) (laughs) She's a mimic. Trying to mimic. She's like, ooh. And so all of a sudden I just kind of see out of the corner of my eye movement, and I look, and Miriam's like, Intent concentration going, whew, psh, 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 trying to do like the spiky mohawk thing. Yeah, like, psh, 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 
what's that? <laughs> Miram pops over there and holds out a hand to the pixie. So wait, does Miram cuddle kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog now? It's not quite working. It looks more like she has bedhead and just woke up. Okay. Does she have like human fingers? No. Or is it, it like a paw? It's a paw. Okay. It, yeah. Because <laughs> I just got this really weird like Karibo looking thing in my brain. <laughs> oh no. No, it, it looks like a little animal paw. Okay. I've never seen you before. What are you? Miram preens that she's like, mm, I'm the only one. <laughs> and I go... <laughs> I found her. I don't know what she is, but we've been friends for a few years now. Well, nice to meet you. And she tentatively pats Miram's head. Ruins the spikes. That she ruins, ruins the so spikes, hard. yeah. All, yeah, all of a sudden Miram's like, <laughs> and starts trying to get the spikes back up. Oh, let me help. And she hucks a loogie in her hand, oh, gosh. Oh. rubs it together, and tries to style it. Mm, sprite spit. <laughs> it actually looks pretty good. I just rolled, and she did a really good job. Sprite spit hair gel. Mm-hmm. Right, so uh, passcode token. Gabriella flips her lapel and there's a flash of copper and silver. And for those who might be discerning, you see a copper oak leaf over a silver crescent moon. Copper is the seed that sings over the moon. All right, it's a little, it's an outdated one, but uh, you might want to ask your grandma to get you a new one. But yeah, I'll let you go. I know who you are. I appreciate that, Daniel. Like I say, it's been a bit since I've been up here. Yeah, it's been boring over here, but I hear over by the poison pond they've been having some trouble with a monster. Oh, really? Oh, what what do you know? Not many come back. That's encouraging. Well, how do you find out then? The ones who come back. Just because many don't come back doesn't mean that they all don't come back. That's fair. That's fair. They described it as something like a bear or like a large weasel. We've gotten many conflicting things, but... Its face is kind of smushed, and it doesn't look like it has one. That's the only thing that's been consistent. It's a shape changer. Big mouth. Just a mouth. Yeah, big mouth. I think someone said the tongue had spikes or something, but that was Dragar, and so, I mean, mm. we can't really trust anything yeah. that Dragar says. Oh, obviously, is he has no idea who this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, she gets it. But yeah, this thing has been over by the poison pond, um... There's been a few Lake Town people who have gone over there. Of course, we didn't let them in on our side. There's a few of them that went over there and didn't make it. So we've just kind of been staying clear of it and just waiting for someone to take care of it because it's not our jurisdiction. You know, all that. But how do you keep it out of your area? It hasn't crossed the river. When it enters their jurisdiction, then they'll deal with it. (laughs) Well, you can rest assured because we will have that problem solved. This little party of here has taken up a mercenary contract with the Bleeding Edge to get rid of said beast. Oh, great. Uh, don't die. She looks a little bit worried. And it's a lot scarier than a giant spider. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it can't be as scary as a weird creature with a 60-foot-long arm. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Oh, no, no, nothing, nothing. Now that you say that, Daniel, have you seen anything strange on the river recently? Like a weird creature with a 60-foot-long arm? You might need to define. I feel like Daniel's well, like, definition so of weird last, is different. Are, are we talking like Bregan's newest invention? Or are we talking like a faceless monster? Oh, he's got a new invention? Yeah, you might want to go take a look. It's wild. Gabrielle is easily distracted on these kind of things. So. <laughs> <laughs> a little wilder than that. Irithel would like to give a description of the creature that we encountered. Well, that's grotesque. It was quite scarring, to say the least. I've never seen that before. We haven't seen anything like that over here. Like I said, it's been really boring on our side. Well, you might keep an eye out for it. It seems to have a piercing shriek and very, very long range. Thank you for the update. If uh, if we see something like that, we will probably contact you. Or if you see one coming our way, please tell us first. Honestly, it reminded me of there was something like that almost 30 years ago when people were getting kidnapped. Not something that you would remember, but maybe you would have heard of. There were some strange kind of mutated people. She cocks her head to the side a little bit and idly twirls her longsword. I remember dad talking about it. It was kind of a big deal because it was really affecting the outside. People were getting kidnapped and changing, right? That's what I recall. I think dad knew a person. 
a, a contact outside who was turned into that. What were they called? Like experiments or something? Mm, there's lo- lots of things that people said. Nobody had a good name for them. Cut my Joe. I think that was his oh, name. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was one. Remember, um, oh, I can't remember his name. We grew up together. He was he was in our class in like seventh grade. The half elf? Darville. Yeah, Darville. His cousin was kidnapped in the Court of Leaves. How did they manage that? I don't know. Well, it's good catching up. Appreciate the heads up on some of the dangers that we might be going into. We're heading out to the court here after uh, we stop by my grandmother's. Have a good day! And she disappears. You guys hear a gaggle of wings buzzing. And for a split second, you see 20 other sprites hanging all around the boat. A couple are sitting on crates and they were just kind of listening. They fly up. A couple of them salute Gabriella. She returns that. They disappear. Yeah, you guys were surrounded <laughs> by sprites. Also, they whirled really high on their stealth. <laughs> and I'm also very unobservant. Well, I guess we better go talk to your grandmother then. Yeah. From the distance, you're here. By the way, say hi to your grandma and also watch the trees. And then she just disappears. <laughs> so helpful. She is, isn't she? Irithel shakes her head. <laughs> As she contemplates her now moosed up Miram. How's Miram feeling about the new hairdo? Oh, Miram is feeling very stylish. Prancing around the boat, showing her hairstyle off to everybody. And boy, it looks fabulous. Oh, good. Is it sparkly, too? Yeah. Sprite spit is pretty sparkly. <laughs> Mickey, all of a sudden, Miram's in your face going, as she shows off her hair. Mickey examines it and says, any thicker, and you could gore someone with it. Miram's eyes sparkle with the idea. <laughs> <laughs> Hair weapons. <laughs> Hair of mass destruction? Mm-hmm. Yes. You guys continue on. It's about 3 p.m. in the afternoon. The sun is high. The summer is getting closer and closer. It's getting a little warm. And every once in a while, you'll see on the edge of the river a tree that looks like a face is coming out of it. And then it slowly disappears. Irithel will have noticed this and walks up to Gabby and What's wrong with the trees here? What do you mean? I keep feeling like there's someone watching us. And every time I look, I almost see something. But then the, there's nothing there except the regular trees. Oh, they're watching you. Of course. The trees are? Well, not the trees specifically. But I don't know if I mentioned it. But my grandmother is a very powerful fae. And she holds sway over kind of the area around her. And she really likes trees. And she uses them as her focus. Hence why they call her Granny Grey Willow. So what exactly are the rules when dealing with your grandmother? As Urethel's going through everything that she knows about Faye, which is not a lot, <laughs> and knows that there are rules for dealing with Faye. It depends, but generally, they deal in favors and promises and such. If you make a promise with a Faye, then they are bound to it and you are bound to it. They could never figure out monetary systems. Is there anything in particular we need to worry about? Like, no firewood until we leave the forest? Or... I mean, it's not like using you know, dead wood and such things is going to be like harmful to her. I've heard some stories of dryads and stuff. Not that I've met any, but I've heard stories of dryads and how if you create a campfire in, in their forest, then, you know, you might not survive the evening and all of a sudden you'll be whisked off to outside of the forest or those are the nicer stories I've heard. I mean, what if, like, the branches fell off the trees because they were old and dying? Fertilizer. How dare you take the fertilizer out of the forest? You're starving it. Now, unless these trees are the type that bloom when there's fire... But again, my nature check is like all of minus two, so uh, I think we'll be fine regardless of what happens. Mostly, probably. I don't foresee us needing to make a fire, I guess, is my point. Moving on. It's coming into summer, so we at least won't need it for warmth. I would just try and be as respectful as you can. I can do that. It's bred into the drow, female respect Mm. for the matriarchy. Off in the distance... You hear whispering. Is this 
just Gabriella that can hear this, or can everyone hear it? Gabriella picks up on it first because she knows what to expect. You say that, but like my passive perception is ten. That's average. You know your grandma. <laughs> you know That's what's fair. coming. That's fair. That's fair. Well, has got chills up and down her mm-hmm. spine, and she's like, oh, "What is going on?" I'm going to uh, swing up to the top of the mast and call out, "Grandmother, I'm here. It's me, Gabriella." <laughs> <laughs> You all hear the whispering get louder and louder, and as you guys turn around a small bend, you see a large tree and a face just pulls out of it. If anybody's watched Owl House, the door, Hootie, his face comes out, kind of similar to that. And so the the face starts extending, it has a long neck, and it's starting to come towards you guys, and the whispering is getting louder and louder. We've come to seek some of your advice, Grandmother. We found a magical uh, amulet, uh, and I'm going to gesture at the chain that's in my pocket. You're outside. The gem is still firmly in the bag. I'm not letting that out. The face gets right up into yours, cocks its head, smiles, and then just kind of like brushes your arm in a very loving way. And you hear through the tree, Gabriella, my dear, it has been so long. It has. I brought some goodies from Lake Town. I've been spending most of my time there. Oh, how's the career going? I'm starting to pick up some more contacts and such. It's been a bit hard filling Uncle William's shoes, but I think we're getting on, and I've I've made some good friends here. Oh, good. I would love to meet them. Please follow the trees and the whispering, and that will lead you to where I am. Of course. Thank you, Grandmother. You're very welcome, dear. And the the face in the tree slowly moves back into its normal place. And you guys hear that whispering starting. However, it's on one side. And then after a few minutes, it's on the other side. Gabriella, you just follow the whispering, just like Danil said. Mickey, this whole time, while this weird snake grandmother came through, <laughs> has a face of absolute disgust and fascination. <laughs> <laughs> Out of game, I want to say... This is the Lost Woods in Breath of the Wild, and I hate navigating it. <laughs> so is, is it very, like, foggy and such out here on the river, even though it's in the bright? Yeah, the fog gets thicker as you keep going in, and you know you're about an hour out. As you continue following the whispers, wherever it tells you to go on the side of the river, that's the way you go. Mm-hmm. And eventually, the fog clears. And to the left of the boat, you see the largest tree you've ever seen in your life. It's very thick. It's very tall. And you see a a moderate-sized house that's in it and also outside of it. It's like it's part of the tree itself. Eh, I've seen better. I don't know. That's pretty impressive to me. Eh, you haven't seen the dinkle tree. I'm not even going to ask what that is. You've been to the Dinkle Tree, Mickey? Oh, yeah. I've only heard stories. I have not made it out there yet. I, I usually stay pretty close to the river, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's big. Maybe we'll be able to see it out here sometime. I mean, it's a tree. Just a big tree. As you get closer, you notice that this tree and this house have plants growing every which way off of them. Plants growing sideways, growing upside down... They're growing in very strange patterns, but they all look very lively. You see bright wildflowers and herbs lining the pathway leading up to this house. And as you get closer, you see a dock rise out of the river, almost as if it's piecing itself like a puzzle piece together, as if it knows you're coming. That's really cool. And you are free to dock. Pull it in expertly, and uh, Sheila jumps off to the dock there with a rope and... Starts hauling us in. Welcome to Granny Grey Willow's cottage. And I gesture to the group. It's very nice. I alight from the boat and onto the dock. As we start walking, I spent a good amount of my teens here. I left Vasilisa pretty early and came up here with my Uncle William and took on an apprenticeship with my grandmother here and went out to the Court of Leaves very often. Really quick, what is everybody's favorite flower? Mickey doesn't have a favorite flower. He's never thought about that question. For Izzy, it's going to be forget-me-nots. I'm going to go with fire lichen. 
minor penny whistles. So, as Sheila ties everything up and you guys start walking, Irithel, you notice, as you look back, you realize that every step that you make, a trail of fire lichen follows you. You also notice behind Izzy, there's a trail of forget-me-nots. Gabriella, it looks like a bright red flower, and as the wind blows through it, it sounds like it's making a whistle. And Mickey... Uh, has a whole bunch of flowers. Mickey. Like it can't decide what flower it wants to be. So every new flower that springs up is different. As this is happening, Gabriella kind of spins around and dances and is like, oh, it's good to be home. And runs up to the gate and turns around and grins hugely at all of you and spreads her arm and you know, is like, oh, look, see, isn't it great? As she says that, you see a small chipmunk chittering and starting to hop towards the fence. Then all of a sudden, a branch from the giant tree brings itself down and like smacks it. And it flies over the side of the river and another tree on the other side turns into kind of like a giant catching mitt and catches chipmunk. And the moment it impacts, you see it poof. And you see a very dazed looking fairy. You hear from the branch that drop kicked this chipmunk yell, stay off my property! And then it immediately goes back up. <laughs> Is he scared? <laughs> Irithel's not sure how to handle this because old ladies and grandmas in the Everdark don't act like this. <laughs> On the other hand, old ladies with phenomenal power who are brutal and vengeful against anything. I mean, it kind of sounds like her. And old ladies in the Underdark. Old ladies are more likely to be very composed, very serene, very proper, and they will poison your tea. That's how they get rid of trespassers. Good to know the tea is poisoned. Yes, never accept tea from the drow ladies. At that, the gate swings open, invitingly, and you feel a very light breeze pushing you towards the front door. And In we go. <laughs> is the breeze talking? <laughs> or is it painting all the colors of the wind? it's not talking but you do feel a sense of welcome and unbridled joy like the joy you feel after seeing someone you haven't seen for a very long time okay so feeling this izzy will walk in right after gabriella does hey mickey you or me next mickey is gonna run in arms outstretched and run past gabriella to go see the grandma okay i was going to ask if Granny Grey Willow knows Mickey, and I realize everybody knows Mickey. I will say that Mickey does tend to avoid this particular section when possible, just because they're too law-abiding and he doesn't like it. So he probably has not met her in person. Have fun. Slowly walk in. As Mickey is running with arms outstretched, the door swings open and lets you in, and... You just slam into a giant pillow. <laughs> I'm going to feel the pillow, trying to see if there's like a belly button or something. Oh. Like maybe she's just really fat. There's no belly button. It's extra downy. Is the pillow movable? It is, yeah. It's just kind of hanging there. I grab the pillow. As you do, it flops down and you see something that wasn't there when you first walked into the door frame. It's like a mad scientist potion thing or a mad scientist beaker system. So a laboratory. Yeah, a laboratory. Just kind of sitting there right next to the door. And you hear off to the side, be careful where you're running. You don't want to fall into that. That would be bad news. Where did the voice come from? Came to the right of you. And you just look, look over and you see a beautiful woman with hair strands that kind of resemble tree bark. And her skin is very, very dark brown. David, the player, is trying to understand beautiful tree bark hair. And we'll have to grapple with that mental image. <laughs> A beautiful woman with tree bark hair. Mickey looks at it up and down. Looks at Gabriella to see if there's any familial resemblance. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's definitely resemblance in the facial features. Everybody else, you also walk in at this point, and mm -hmm. you see the inside is a little bit bigger than it looks like on the outside, and what you were seeing when you were walking in is different than what you're standing in. That she has sense. a TARDIS. <laughs> a tree TARDIS. At this point, Mickey is not surprised. I waltz in. Gabriella, my dear, it's been so long. I would like to ambush the grandma with a hug. Oh, no. Now that she's distracted. <laughs> okay. 
Go ahead and do an attack roll. Is this an attack roll? If yes. If this is an attack roll, then do I get advantage? You do, because she's not expecting it. So, let's see. If, is this a grapple check, or is this an attack roll? It's an attack roll. Because you did say attack roll. But you know, there is it's a, a glomp here. roll. Let's let's call it that. Oh geez, that's because <laughs> my athletics while. would give me a twenty-two, and a, a attack roll with an unarmed attack would also be a twenty-two. Okay. I don't know. This I is definitely an armed bonus. attack. I'm just saying it is an armed <laughs> attack. There are two armed. arms involved. <laughs> Kayla, you make a good point. It's an armed attack. Therefore, it would be twenty-two. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you managed to glomp grandma. Hi, grandma. She looks down at you. Hello. Who might your new friend be, Gabriella? Um, sorry. This is Mickey. Mickey about to become a chipmunk. Mickey smiles at her. Nice to meet you, Mickey. Which city are you from? Well, I mean, that's a rather personal question. I am a very personal person. Mickey is unsure of that on many levels. (laughs) Well, are you familiar with the carnival? I am. I grew up in the carnival. Mickey is, you know, waving one of his hands and then the other one for dramatic effect. But never letting go of Grandma? Right, he switches hands. And in the carnival, we traveled. I see. Tell me, what was your favorite act that you did in the carnival? High wire. Good to know. Bye, Mickey. Just standing there like, uh, uh. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen to Mickey. Maybe, maybe he'll be fine. Maybe he won't. I'm not sure yet. I'm just kind of waiting. I brought you some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tried to appease Grandma <laughs> so that she doesn't turn <laughs> Gabriella's new friend into a, a chipmunk. She smiles and gestures to the couches. The entryway is not, it's not a hallway. It's, it's just kind of a one big giant room that sections off once it gets to the tree into separate rooms in the back. So it's just kind of one big living room. Please, let's all sit down and have a chat with each other, shall we? I will make some tea. Perfect. Sounds lovely, thank you. She waves her hand and you hear the sound of footsteps leaving the room. What what left the room? Oh, just one of my servants. They're unseen. (laughs) (laughs) Irithel may be a little familiar with that one. She would. Okay. So she's more comfortable with that than anything else that's occurred so far. <laughs> this is not how grandmas act. Hurry up, Quill. They're getting away. When a band of heroes begin an adventure, Solemn the Chaos Bard will be there. Someone has to write it down, you know. We have Henley, a ranger with a haunted past. Boudreaux, a shaman on the search to save his family. Lila and Garatha, two people in a struggle to find peace in one mind. Roscoe, ready to blaze the trail and prove his worth. And Fenrir, who is looking for his big story to be a part of. And we are here to tell it, Quill, in Tomes of the Chaos Bard, a family-friendly, fantasy-focused actual play podcast with original songs and music. Come, Join us as we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. <laughs> Solemn am I, clever and sly. Solemn the chaos bard. Hello, friends. This is Ander, and I wanted to give a special thank you to some of our followers on Facebook. Today, we have Christy and Seamus. Thank you so much for showing your support. It really means a lot to us. Now, if you would like to join these fine folks in having your name read on a future episode, we have a few ways you can get on the list. You can follow us on Facebook or Twitter, tweet about the show using hashtag PowerWordCrit, you can share one of our Facebook posts and include the PowerWordCrit hashtag, or you can email us directly at PowerWordCrit at gmail.com to tell us about how you shared the show. Thank you so much, and we look forward to hearing from you. Now, enjoy the episode. I would love for Mickey to sit next to me, if that's all right. So that she can hear more about the carnival. (laughs) (laughs) So I was going to ask, what is Grandma wearing? Grandma is wearing a dark green dress. Very, very thick, almost velvet-like, and very simplistic. Just just a solid, simplistic green dress. Mm, One of the boring ones. Okay. Mickey will go ahead and take a seat next to Grandma. Closer than Gabriella is. That's fine. <laughs> Not jealous. 
I have an Eldritch Pact with her. I don't think you're going to get any closer than that. (laughs) (laughs) As you guys sit down, you see that the bark in her hair and the, the dark tree color in her skin fades away. You see that she has beautiful, very long black hair. Her skin is still dark. However, you do see hints of fawn-like qualities. Like there's a little, like a very, very thin level of fur. She's from my mother's side. Gabriella sits down and there's a nice little table there and she goes and and grabs a a saucer and places the cookies on there. What kind of cookies are they? This is very important. Very important. Cookies are very important in both season one and season two. (laughs) Apparently Um, so. I'm going to say that they're... cookies. Mina Kepler. The Kepler warlocks. Mm. (laughs) Also warlocks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, does that mean that all cookies are made by warlocks? (laughs) Only the good ones. They're magically delicious. (laughs) And just a pinch of dark magic. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say that these are extra dark chocolate. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> They're extra dark for the extra dark souls they were made from. Absolutely. Say with a happy smile and grin. Mm. <laughs> as dark as Corin's soul. <laughs> okay. We know your soul isn't that dark, Corin. It's okay. Oh, if you You don't knew. have to be emo. You don't. You don't even know. Corin is a ray of sunshine. Yeah. As you guys sit down, you see that this visage fades away. And you see this beautiful woman sitting next to Mickey, and she's lightly petting his hair. Mickey is a little skeptical about getting petted. You did mention he is very fluffy. He is very fluffy. He's also covered in gore from last night. (laughs) I'm sure some of it washed off, but... I'm sure some of it did, because you weren't swimming in the river. Mm Mm-hmm. So what brings you here, my darling? Well, a couple things, actually. I mentioned... As we were approaching, on an earlier job, working together, we found an amulet. It seemed arcane and magical, and I didn't quite recognize the symbols on it and thought that you might be able to help. Your cottage here is is warded. It seemed that somebody was trying to communicate through it. Uh, Somebody, an enemy of Irithel's here. Oh, are you on a revenge quest, my dear? I guess, yes. Ah, Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't think Irithel's heard it quite stated so bluntly, but yes. Mickey seems to be all over that. Have you called it a revenge quest, or have you just said that's a beautiful story? I'm pretty sure he's you know, referred to it as revenge. Corin, Mickey understands that the Fae are all about reciprocation and favors traded. Mickey would like to start petting Grandma. She seems to enjoy it. Excellent. <laughs> There's this weird, like, playing with hair thing going on while Grandma Grey Willow is just being so stoic. She's uh, the one who started it. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and pull the amulet out of my pouch at this point and briefly look at the big onyx. Is it still eye-ish? It's a stone. The eye has only popped out once. You know, she's powerful enough. Maybe she can just teleport us to wherever this thing goes. I mean, that might be useful. The moment <laughs> from the backpack of Irithel. <laughs> and I, I hand it over to uh, my grandmother. She holds up her hand immediately, and you see her gentle countenance sour a little bit. Where did you get this? A cave down by the river. <laughs> In a cave down by the river. We were out in in Galrog's path in the tunnel system there. Someone had tried to kidnap a child, and we found this on her. Were there was there bone dust nearby? Yes, yes, there there were. There were about four four or five piles. We believe that they were who she hired to help. Her expression immediately drops into seriousness. What is it, Gabriella, my dear? Would you please go to the bookcase and get onto the top shelf and get me the third book on the left? I pat her over there. You know immediately this is the book she's never touched before. I go over and reach up, grab a little stepladder and get up to it. Pull it down with trepidation, but also like, oh, I don't know. What's it going to be? Granny's book of malevolent evils. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You feel on your wrist a very hot breath. Like something just breathed on you. Oh no. But nothing happens. (laughs) (laughs) Don't touch Granny's books without permission. Mm -hmm. 
and going to uh, grab the book and bring it down and over. She opens it up and starts looking through a few pages. Put the amulet down on the table, please. None none of us should be touching this. Uh, I didn't realize it was so late. Mickey looks outside at the sun. It's like 3 p.m. I mean, it is time for, like, old people to go to sleep. <laughs> so, okay, that's a little rude. It's afternoon nap time. <laughs> okay. I thought these were all destroyed. What you have, my dear, is something of old magic that was used many, many, many years ago as a communication device, as summoning... If you can think it, it could probably channel that energy and magnify it. I used to have one, but the court decided to destroy these because they were causing a lot of issues. What kind of issues? It seems like it's very powerful and useful. Magic, at its core, is pure. However, as it goes through us as conduits... Our perceptions, our ideas, our realities can sometimes warp it into something else. And this, while initially useful, started tapping into unknown and buried desires of their users. And bad things were starting to happen, so we decided to get rid of them. I am very curious who this belongs to. Well, it belongs to us now. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, but it's not really my story to tell. When we found it, all of a sudden the onyx turned into a giant eye and I heard the voice of the man who kidnapped me years ago and held me captive. It hasn't done it ever since. We've kept it hidden. Generally when these get lost, somebody tries really hard to get them back. Have you run into anything that was going for it? There was that terrifying monster person last night. I don't know if it was going for it more go for Irithel. Irithel, did you have the amulet on you at that time? I haven't touched this thing. That's no, it, true. It's been in, in my pouch the entire time. I think that the person who owned this likely is some sort of magician, some sort of sorcerer. And he sent this to take back Irithel, but he doesn't seem to be focused on the amulet. The worst people in the world are almost never magicians and sorcerers. They're usually people who hire magicians and sorcerers and have better things to do than learning how to be magicians and sorcerers themselves. I mean, that's fair. Well, I don't remember anything about him other than a few things, like his voice. So I can't Mm -hmm. tell you. I don't know. Everyone always assumes that the worst people are going to be the ones, you know, with magical powers and things, and frequently they do, but... When it comes down to it, the people who need to get stabbed and who are willing to people are willing to pay to have stabbed usually are not them. It's usually the people who pay them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if it wasn't going after it, then maybe this person is using it as a beacon device. Can we switch it back on him? Yes. It would take some time, and I would need the person's Well, it would be easier if I had a true name. However, a name or some semblance of an identity would be good. That would also take a lot of time. However, good news, everyone. (laughs) The person who originally created these is one of my close friends. Okay. And she lives over by the poison pond. She remembers every person she gave one of these to. So she might be able to figure out who would at least originally belonged to. Oh, how how convenient. The poison pond is going through gentrification. <laughs> I don't know if that's what I would call it since there's now an evil creature over haunting the area, but yes. Eh, there are some throwbacks. It's not necessarily evil creature, but annoying creature, certainly. That's fair. I would recommend you go visit her. And that would give me some time to research how to maybe do a spell or create something to help you locate this person. That would be most wonderful. I've been searching for him for the last... I guess I've only been doing it for six months now or so, but I don't remember anything about what he looks like. I don't remember where he is. I don't know his name. All I remember is his voice. I'm not sure if it's because I was bespelled. I don't know if it's because of the drugs. I... I don't know. I just, I cannot remember. Or it was a traumatizing experience. My brain blocked it. Could be any any of those. 
I'm sorry that it happened to you. Grandmother, would you like us to leave this here, or do we need to take it to your friend? You would have to take it to her. Do you, do you have any containers that might be warded? Gabriella, you're forgetting. We can attune to it. If it's this magical and powerful, you should keep it, focus on it, stare at it for an hour. <laughs> Miram is protesting. Oh, shush, Miram. <laughs> you know that the power would be great in Gabby's hands. Miram pokes out of the pouch and just glares at Mickey. <laughs> well, that might be true that it is very powerful. I, I'm a little hesitant. You're right. Your grandmother probably won't let you use your warlock magic to try it. I'll take control of it. We're going to put it in the worded box that I get from my grandmother here. I vote for that option. <laughs> I do have a worded box. Let me get it for you. And the tea arrives and she she does some some hand signals and you hear footsteps leave again. I think it needs to be arcane locked too. <laughs> you think that's going to stop me? <laughs> Eventually, a floating box shows up. It's it's like a very long box. I'm sorry for the size. It held a scepter at some point and <laughs> I just haven't really gotten a better... Anyways, here's a box. <laughs> well, grateful for you happen to have it on hand. That's fine. There is a password and she, she wipes her hand on it, mutters something, and you see runes show up. Then they disappear. The next word you speak will be the password. Guntite. <laughs> Different runes show up, and Gabriella, you can read it as Guntite. <laughs> I mean, I did try and say Gezuntite, but if it has bad hearing, that's the boss. <laughs> yes. That's a good password. I never would have thought of that. <laughs> I hear those are the best passwords, the ones that don't make any sense. They are. Until you forget them. <laughs> <laughs> I am very curious on who this belongs to. I mean, it belongs to us. Previous owner. Yeah, that. I am also very keen on destroying it. These should not exist anymore. They cause too much mayhem. Please, go talk to my friend. What's your friend's name? Her name is Spira. S-P-R-I-A. Out of game. It'd be really ironic if Spira was the monster just polymorphed uh, into one. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> we'll find out. Or if Spira is a large purple dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Yes, she she lives a couple miles over there. I, I have been meaning to go see her. However, this is much more important. It's going to take a lot of research and a lot of time. I may also need materials, but I don't know until I start researching. There is one other thing. This is very efficient, very good for us, um, because we were actually already planning on going out to the Poison Pond area. There seems to be some sort of monster that's been terrorizing the area. Have you heard anything about that? I've heard people say hurtful things about Spira before. Oh. You probably shouldn't say that to her. I think we mean a different creature, Mickey says. <laughs> okay. If she has okay. a face and isn't... She does. She has a body. Okay, then this thing apparently has a very squished face slash no face at all. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen a worm? Worms have no faces. Yes, off of a worm. It's gross. <laughs> I have heard through the vines that something is... Something is not right. Something is trampling through that area, but I... I don't really care much for that area anyway, so I just haven't looked. But isn't it your friend's place of living? Why would you care? Where the thing was trampling? No, it's it was further north. Oh, okay. Wait, didn't you say it was in the Poison Pond? The last known location was around the Poison Pond. And the lady also lives in the Poison Pond? Yeah, she lives around the outskirts. She lives in the Poison Pond. This thing is around the Poison Pond. Yeah, this thing has been walking to and fro from Titanian and the Poison Pond. Mm -hmm. The last mm -hmm. seen location was the Poison Pond. Okay, that makes sense. Perhaps Spyro knows more about what's going on then. It sounds like many people have been killed. Uh, we've been hired by the uh, a mercenary company in Lake Town to take care of the issue. You know what? Maybe I should just call. Hold on. <laughs> It's always a good idea to call. <laughs> she <gonna> call. <laughs> uh, she makes some hand gestures, and you guys hear a uh, uh, just just kind of out in the open up. 
some chimes. Yeah, some Yeah, please go check on my friend. Oh no. She's not answering. Your even more powerful friend who makes artifacts? I wouldn't say she's more powerful. She's just very good at making these. She's talented. She's a one-trick pony. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you can tell her I said that. <laughs> I'm sure she'll have something to say back. Oh, absolutely. This is how we communicate through insults. <laughs> yep. It was our agreement years ago. Whoever comes up with the best insult wins. So, since we're going into an incredibly dangerous place where a person of incredible importance may have gotten eaten, and you're incredibly powerful, could you offer us some incredibly opportune assistance? I don't normally keep weapons. However, maybe I could find something. She stands up and you hear the sounds of like tree branches breaking as like she cracks her back. <laughs> Great groaning of old ancient wood. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go check my storage and see what I can find. So your grandmother walks into another room. You hear some shuffling around. You hear something fall and you hear her swear something in Sylvan. Oh no. <laughs> and after a few moments, you hear the sound of a door opening on the wall that's closest to you, but you know that there is no door there, so it's kind of weird. I mean, things move. And you hear some more shuffling around. A couple more things fall. And then you hear something hit the ceiling. Mickey, what were you looking for? Were you, were you wanting weapons or something? Or just were you just wanting help? Mickey just shrugs. You think I planned these things out? <laughs> you hear a couple more bangs, and then the sound of something really heavy being dragged. The door shuts, and your grandmother returns, dragging a very large trunk behind her. She sits down next to Mickey again, opens up the trunk, and... Mickey, from your side, you can see that it looks like the rim is wet, and you can see a little bit of teeth on there, but then it just, just kind of goes up into the case, and the salivating stops. Mickey scratches his tooth knowingly. And you hear her shuffling through some stuff. She leans over, leans even further... Eventually, she's, like, mostly in it. She goes, no, no, not that one. That one would... No, no. Uh, this... No, yes. Hmm, that would... Ooh, probably not. Oh, this one. And she comes up, and she pulls out two rings. She goes, okay, which one was which again? Oh, no! This one is the one that will you know, turn you inside out. This one will the one that will give you immeasurable power. <laughs> one of these will make you grow taller. One of these will make you grow shorter. She reaches for a crystal that's sitting on the coffee table between you. She looks through it, shakes it a little bit, and you hear something shaking inside that you can't see, and she looks through it again. Oh, yes, yes, okay. I have a ring here that will make you a little bit hardier. Mechanically, it's a ring of protection. Ooh. Plus one to AC. Mickey holds out his hand. Uh, here you go. Oh, no, not not the silver one, the gold one. The silver one will kill you instantly if, if you go unconscious. That's not... No, don't do that one. I got that from an assassin. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> an old boyfriend? I don't talk about him, but yes, he was. Almost husband. Glad I dodged that bullet. Okay, continuing. <laughs> Mickey is, you know, thinking about the bullets in his pocket. Mm. Sling bullets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she reaches in again. Oh, okay. This is a good one. And she pulls out a dagger. She kind of twists it in her hand. I'm not much one for daggers, but uh, another ex-boyfriend. Uh, this dagger will let you see things that you can't normally see within 30 feet. And this is a dagger of blind sight. So it gives you oh, blind sight for 30 feet. Surrounding you, it's a plus one. And the rules on that are what? Anything that you can feel touch on the ground. Right, but are you have to be holding the dagger? Do you have to, you have be, to be swallowing to the dagger? You have to, <laughs> you have to swallow it. <laughs> um, so see. it can be in your pocket as long as you're attuned to it. A creature attuned to it gains blindsight out to a range of thirty feet. 
The dagger has a saw-toothed edge and a black pearl nested in its pommel. So, as long as you've got it on you, it sounds like. Who can use it? Anybody can use it. I'm looking around. Who wants it? I'll take it. Thank you very much, Grandmother. I appreciate your help. You're very welcome. I have one more thing that I think might... Well, it's fun. I don't know if it will help. (laughs) And she, she reaches in. Mickey, you can see there's like pouches hanging from the top of the trunk and pulls out eight beads. These are... You throw it and it hurts. Everywhere. And everything. They're rocks. On a lot of planes. Ooh. So this is... These are beads of force. Oh. Ooh. So if you throw them, it does force damage. Fancy rocks. Yeah. Do we want to hand it off to per person? I'll just take these and like we can, you know, yeah. figure these out in uh, on the way. And also she ties up the bag. This is one of my personal favorites. I like to call it my bag of tricks. Basically, you can use an action to pull a fuzzy object from the bag and throw it up to 20 feet. It will transform into a creature you determine by rolling a d8 and looking at the table that corresponds to the bag's color. So you can pull out like a weasel or a boar or a giant elk. You just throw <laughs> it and it just shows Yeah, pretty much. Mickey huh. holds his hands up. It is a, it is a Pokeball without a Pokeball. <laughs> a fuzzy Pokeballs. It's a fuzzy Pokeball, yes. Mickey takes it. How, so, how big are the fuzzies? Softball size. Okay. And what color was this fuzzy bag? The fuzzy bag is bright pink. Okay, so what's the actual term, name of the object item then? Bag of tricks. Okay, usually they have colors. Oh, sorry, you're right. Okay, so somebody roll me a d6. Two. It's gray. Excellent. With pink on the on the fringes. <laughs> I mean, it can be a pink bag of, gray bag of tricks. It's a pink and gray bag of tricks. There we go. <laughs> Patrick. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy using this on occasion for stray passerbys. Oh. I get a kick out of it. <laughs> oh, do they now? <laughs> Throwing random oh, no, no, animals they at don't. them. <laughs> I do. <laughs> if you get an elk, they get a kick out of it. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, mm. See this one? I like this one. <laughs> so that's all I'm... Well, the rest of it is just like materials and... I don't. You really don't want that one. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. Oh, I do need to put that skull up out there. I forgot about that. She pulls out this random skull. You have no idea what animal or creature it's from. Whose it's is it? Giant. Whose is it? I don't remember. It was about 800 years ago. I've been meaning to put this up for quite a long time. Gabrielle is just contentedly eating cookies and drinking tea. Uh, yep, yep. Is, this is all right. Irithel is, is good. cautiously drinking her tea. <laughs> mm, old ladies in tea. Old ladies in tea. I haven't done anything to insult her yet, though, so I think I'm okay. Yeah, the most common tea here is like hazelnut tea. This isn't hazelnut. This is more. I suspect flowery. it's probably an herbal tea. Yeah. Yeah, it's more jasmine? flowery. Yeah, kind of like a jasmine, with a with a creamy aftertaste. Mm. Not sure what it is, but it's very delicious. Probably the tears of children. <laughs> mm, it That's so creamy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is very delicious. The tears of children. Izzy just has a thousand yard stare. (laughs) (laughs) She was fine with the wind and then it just went downhill from there. Do you like a cookie, Izzy? Um, no, I'm good. I've kind of been turned off from cookies from the last warlock baker I met. No offense. What happened? Uh, they tried to kill us. And I then mean, they bound and gagged us, and then they demanded that we find their grandson and a magical item. I don't, you don't, don't have worry a, about it. You don't have a missing grandson, do you? She thinks for a moment. Not currently. Excellent. That's good to know. <laughs> it sounds like we're entirely <laughs> safe then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm good, though. Thanks. Alistair was missing for a little bit, but he just went on his own journey. I guess. Had to go find himself? Yeah, he went to go find himself. I guess he's a pirate now or something. I don't know. As long as he wasn't captured by a cult of cultists? I don't think (laughs) so. (laughs) However, he works for this. He said that he works for the most beautiful orc woman to ever grace the seas. Oh, Oh, no. no. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Um, um, I'm going to take hazard a guess here. 
Uh, Ula Larg? That sounds about right. Have mm. you met Ula Larg? Small world. Yeah, I, I had the <laughs> absolute pleasure. And then I had to tell the family I was working for to never ship overseas again with Ula Larg on the seas. Probably for the best. Yeah. What's a sea? You know the river? Yes. Now imagine you couldn't see the edges of the banks. So why do you call it a sea? Because it's endless, basically. Because you can't see it. And as you know, it's it's proper naming convention to name things ironically. I was going to say you should call it a no-see. Take it up with the people who came up with the words. I <laughs> am not that person. So why do you have so much water? It rained a lot. The rains came down and the floods I understand up. you all live in a uh, mountain-locked valley, but <laughs> there is a place outside of the valley... And most of it has water. Most of it's water? Yes. Alistair probably gets around pretty well then if he's out on, on a ship on the, the sea. Gabby, what are you doing in here? Apparently the whole world is a river. Hmm. It's a lot more scary. Mickey studiously does not look around his current <laughs> environment and says, more scary? Let's just say the, the depths of the sea are a, myst- a mystery and... Strange things live there, and I'd rather not be on it. Hmm. You're more of a air lubber. <laughs> so, yes, Alistair's doing wonderful. That, that's great to hear. I, I heard that he had left, uh, left the valley, but I'm, I'm glad that you hear that he's doing well and is not missing. Yes, me too. It was a little troubling. Sorry, I, I wasn't trying to, like, insinuate anything about your baked goods. I just... I have my own personal trauma. <laughs> I picked these up in Lake Town. Oh, okay. I still <laughs> am a little cautious <laughs> of baked goods made by other people. <laughs> Perhaps we'd best be off then. Yes, indeed. Gabriella, I will make a pact with you. She grabs your hand. And I take it. Gabriella, you will find my friend. And you will find the person this amulet was made for and who it belongs to. Do you agree? Yes, I do. And all of you see what looks to be a a long leaf wrap around her hand and then slowly snakes around Gabriella's. And now it's a very stylish leaf vine tattoo looking thing. Ooh, we almost match. I hold out my arm with my bracers. Oh, that is on her right arm because she's right-handed. Coolie. Is this just a one-sided or you die, or is or was there any perk associated with this? <laughs> it's yeah, just can, a standard contract. Death, dismemberment, loss of powers, you know, the usual. I gave you your powers, and so this is what you have to continue to do. Yes. Periodically, you know, various tasks and jobs and such things. This time, I don't even have to kill anyone. I'll bet you do at well, some point. It's not absolutely required this time. Mickey hops up. Well, are we ready to go? Monsters to slay? Damsels to rescue, hags to find. I don't think she was a hag. That's a very hurtful thing to say. A pond hag. It's a poison pond. <laughs> Literally be a hag, but if you lived in a... I would be very poison resistant, probably. Please get going. And the floor lifts up and, and it turns into the slide and it slowly <laughs> slides you guys out of the front door. Return with honor. Goodbye. <laughs> honor. And the door slams behind you. Your your Granny Grey Willow is an interesting character. That's not what I was expecting. Yeah, she's pretty great. That's my grandma. You all are nuts. Mickey is hopping away <laughs> along towards... Are we going to back to the boat, or do we have to walk on foot a different direction? So, you can walk straight from Granny Grey Willows to the ponds. It'll take about three hours, just because it's going uphill, or mm-hmm. up the mountain. And then there's like a, a flat area where the pond actually is. You could also take the river it'll get you closer it'll get you about a mile away from it however there's really just not a good place to dock the boat so you might have to have somebody manning it constantly so it's up to you guys how you want to go about it let's walk by foot Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, let's not put an extra burden on sheila and otis once we are out of range of the granny gray willows forest of doom (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure how far that extends. When you no longer see faces staring at you and you know, branches, usual things, Mickey will say, I like your grandma. She's really scary, though. Why did you ever <laughs> make a pact with her? 
It was that or either sheer sheep for the rest of my life. I might have chosen sheep. Mm, you didn't see the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, we will end our session there. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Powerword Crit is directed by Corin Sparks and produced by Ashlyn McGregor. If you enjoyed our episode, tell your favorite squirrel about us, follow us on Facebook, tweet us at Powerword Crit, send us an email at powerwordcrit at gmail.com, and check out our website, powerwordcrit.com, for character art and bios. Do you love role-playing or tabletop games? Do you love Monster of the Week shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Supernatural? Do you wish you could find a podcast that combines all of those things? Well, look no further. Thornvale is a narrative-driven actual play podcast following three monster hunters as they fight to keep a small town in Florida safe from the creatures that threaten it. It's full of action. So do you actually say that? Yes, I'm actually going to say that. I'll be like, I'll distract him, you get him. And so I'm going to try... Okay, Bjorn, how are you going to get him? Um... Comedy. I just got this image in my head. Now this is me, not Sammy, of this dragon that was collecting materials for a chicken farm. <laughs> <laughs> and truly awful dice rolls. Nope, another oh. three. That's, oh that's my, my second three in a row. Oh my gosh. We're killing this thing. If that sounds like it's up your alley, then look us up wherever you listen to podcasts.